This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 214. Michael DeShallot, the virtual hypnotist. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Click connect and make some positive changes. Hey, it's Jason Lynette here, welcoming you back to the program as well, welcoming Michael DeShallot back to the program once again too. Michael was back in the program in February 2017, episode number 98, with probably one of the most quoted statements that uh, has ever been shared on this program outside of my references, uh, patting myself on the back there, uh, where Michael said, if you're not in your office, you're not in business, which is amazing because now Michael technically doesn't have an office and is now now seeing his clients virtually online. And when I was chatting with him about this recently at one of the various conventions, wanting to have him on here to talk about some of the nuances of how he does that. So you're going to hear in this dialogue a bit of a deep dive into some of the technologies. And really at its core, the biggest thing is the mindset in terms of how Everything in the hypnotic experience is a suggestion. So how it is that you frame the virtual process to your client, how it is that you sell it, how it is that you inoculate against the uh, misconceptions or the challenges about it, a rather interesting conversation that Michael and I have about the uh, risk of ab reaction in the process and really also getting into some of the marketing concepts too. I'd encourage you to head over to the show notes over at worksmarthypnosis.com because Michael is doing a one-day training specifically on setting up a virtual practice post-convention at the HypnoThoughts Live 2019 convention. It's a bit of a long website address to go specifically to the details of that. So again, just head over to worksmarthypnosis.com Dot com, and we'll link to the various resources mentioned in this session, the previous episode with Michael. We'll also link over some of the information. We both pay homage to uh, Michael Watson and some of the work he does in helping folks build their own virtual uh, platforms, too. So we'll link to that in Michael's session, and we'll just go link happy over in the show notes there. Really listen to this one. You're going to hear some amazing perspectives, and this is something that truly put into use. And on that note, too, we talk about some of the marketing uh, strategies to actually get these clients. And I love what Michael says here of a little bit of this and a little bit of that, that I can look at even my schedule of clients in the office this week. And Monday, by a weird fluke, everyone was here with sleeping issues. Two of them were referrals. One of them found me organically on the website. Today's a day where two of the folks are business strategy folks who are coming in by way of referral, and then a stop smoking person who came in just organically by finding me on the web. Um, So I mention that because it's where here's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, which is why many years ago, and even to this day, I built and I maintain hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. Check that out. That's the all-access pass, the Netflix for your hypnosis business training library, uh, featuring outstanding testimonials from folks like Michael DeShallot, but getting deep diving into all the marketing strategies, what I've done to build multiple six-figure hypnosis businesses in this rather curious little industry. So everything from podcasting, which is part of how I get my virtual clients, getting into the networking and live talks, getting into the content creation strategies, 
webinars. I've got people who are signing up for uh, sort of a higher value weight loss program at the moment, thanks to an ongoing webinar sequence, which you'll see one version of a webinar sequence in business systems. And this is a program that you're able to now get an all access pass to. So check it out. Go over to hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. And that's where you can learn all about that program and sign up today. It's an ongoing library that I keep adding stuff to. In the next month or two, we're going to be adding in a whole self-publishing section talking about the journey of writing the Work Smart Business book, which again is another strategy to get those virtual clients. Check that out, hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. Be sure to go to the show notes for all the resources to connect with Michael as well. And here we go. Let's jump directly into this week's outstanding session. Back in the program once again, episode number 213, Michael DeShallot, the virtual hypnotist. So the biggest difference for me making a physical move from Tucson, Arizona, where I had a brick and mortar practice to Las Vegas, to where I did not want to rent an office, I wanted to office out of my house, uh, was really just switching my practice from a physical practice to a virtual practice. So everything's done online. Everything is uh, video conferencing online now. Yeah. So by doing that, I'd share many years ago, you know, there was a thought that, oh, this isn't as effective. This isn't as good. And I think we've kind of all come around to go, okay, it's just basically a different process that clearly there's some techniques you can use and some you have to modify to make them work. What, what kind of changes have you noticed by running that that more virtual office? You know, um, actually a lot more flexibility on the positive side. On the negative side, there, there really isn't that much negative. I did lose a few clients that are not technologically mm -hmm. advanced enough to figure out how to click a link to, to uh, get onto Zoom. Um, but, you know, I, I don't really <laughs> feel too bad about losing that type of client. I wanted to amp up my client base anyways and get into a more I don't know, I guess a, a more peak performer type of a client base anyways. So um, the, the people that are just like, yeah, I need to stop smoking. My doctor told me if I don't do that and I don't have the internet web thing going on, but I can go down to the public library and connect there. They got that dial up stuff. Um, I don't really want them as a client anyways, no disrespect to them, but I'm working with a different client base now and I'm doing different things and I'm focusing on peak performance, self-esteem issues and all that. So really that wasn't a huge negative to lose those clients or lose those potential clients. Um, the only other negative that I've come across really is that um, doing a virtual practice, you have no physical contact with your clients, um, which again, for me, wasn't entirely negative because I didn't really have that much physical contact with them anyways. I wasn't doing a lot of touch things in the session um, other than some suggestibility tests during, uh, during my initial consultation with them. Um, but I've, you know, found there's other suggestibility tests that you can do, uh, eye catalepsy, you know, magnetic fingers, hand lock, any of those things that don't require my touch anyways. So really not much on the negative side. Um, everything's pretty much on the positive side. Yeah. Which I love that nuance of looking at it, that here's a lot of the things that are the same and kind of going back to where you started that, that dialogue there of here are the things that I really want to work with. Uh, I was, I was having a quick chat yesterday with a student who had taken a class of mine before and, you know, she was messaging me about something. I'll make it very obviously general on purpose, which is that here's this medical condition. I met someone, maybe they'd be interested in doing it. What do you think? And I just responded outright going, yeah, I, that's the, not something I don't think I'd be a fit for. Maybe try this person. And it was almost met with this air of, well, 
is that you're not confident you can help them? I'm like, well, no, I'm, we can choose at any point to say, these are the things I am the most interested in working on. And when I'm helping you with those specific issues, that's when I'm at my best. And to kind of combine a line of Richard Nongards, take the clients you know you can help. And my addition is the ones that you're also excited to go to the office or work with them virtually in terms of addressing. Uh, what was it about that that peak performance category that drew you to that? You know, um, I started working with that type of client in Tucson. I was working with a lot of athletes and some business executives that that wanted to go to the uh, to the next level. So it was really a natural kind of progression for me to to kind of really focus in on that. Um, a lot of my clients in Tucson were were high end business executives that that were you know pretty much if you knew their first name, you knew who they were in Tucson. And uh, and a lot of athletes, too, that were either Olympic hopefuls or college athletes, you know, shooting for the pro market or even, a, you know, quite a few professional athletes um, that, that lived in the area or traveled through the area that I worked with. And then some even at that point online as well that were that were stuck, that were hitting the wall that needed to change. Um, the, the only other class of folks that I still work with uh, on the general level, uh, though, is, is smokers. I still see smokers online. Um, the, the weight loss clients, not so much anymore. Um, the standard run-of-the-mill kind of uh, bread and butter clients, not so much anymore. More of the high-end clients, which suits my mm -hmm. schedule better, too. Yeah, and there's a cool nuance of that category that these are people that are coming in and they are very much dedicated to that change. It, it's a different dynamic when I, I had to cut a phone consult short the other week, just going, I, I'm sorry to say this, but this is the most passive conversation I've ever had with somebody about this goal. Is this something you really want to do? And it, it could have gone in a bad direction, but she actually go, you know, I really don't want to change it. You know, I've had friends saying I should, I don't think I'm in a place where I need to do it right now. I know by the end of the year I will, and I'll call you back then. Perfect. You know, but when it's when it's that business person, it's the I got to make this happen. I got to get over this thing. I am losing money because of fill in the blank, whatever's going on. That's a highly motivated client. Sure, sure, and and you know, and there's also um, I guess another negative about switching to online is is you have to do some paperwork and stuff. You got all your disclosures, everything. That all has to be automated online too, which, you know, I my whole system now is entirely automated. I don't really do anything until I click connect to Zoom at the consultation, the initial consultation, unless I've done it already on the phone. And the only other time I have to do anything is click connect for the actual sessions. Um, mm -hmm. Because of the automation though, because of you know all the necessity for the client to click all the clicks, and or I, should, I guess I should say click all the buttons to, to jump through the hoops of fire that I make them jump through to actually get an <laughs> appointment with me um, so we can actually see each other online is, is a lot. There's three or four steps they have to take to do this, um, which automatically weed out anybody who's not serious about making a change. If you don't want to do that, then you know what? I, I really don't want to work with you. And I don't want to sound arrogant when I say that, but I want to work with people who want to make a change, not people that are just like, well, you know, my friends say I should, or my doctor says if I don't, um, you know, that's not really, um, that's not a committed client. Well, that's an amazing point that there's a guy who I'm in an office, the office I'm about to move out of, uh, it's kind of been overrun by this call center, which is not why I'm moving, but just a side note. And these folks are always outside and here's the ones who come around to the back corner where my office is. And that's where they all gather to smoke. And here's the guy who sees the Virginia hypnosis sign and goes, Hey, 
you do stop smoking? Yeah. How much is that? And I go, uh, go to this specific quick URL, this quick website. There's a video there that explains everything in about eight minutes. Oh, I'm not going to watch a video. How much is it? I go, if you're not going to watch an eight minute video, you're not going to quit smoking with me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and admittedly, you know, there, there's things I've put in place that I'm sure sort of sem uh, parallel what you're talking about, that by having a few more steps at the beginning of it, uh, my clientele has become a lot more a lot more good or better, as we like to say, more prepared. They come in, the forms are filled out, they're showing up on time because you can barely call me nowadays. Instead, you've got to schedule a specific callback time and really fill out an application. Uh, I, I got to ask from the nuts and bolts side of things, is there like one specific software you found that made that easier on the form side? Um, you know, ironically enough, it's uh, Weebly. No, no oh, not cool. Weebly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, that's a web platform. Uh, wrong wrong, wrong name. How about Wufu? Let's go with Wufu. I know it had a W and I know it had other letters in it. So Wufu. Yeah, Wufu, which <laughs> it is, wasn't a word until you Which, which it. is, yeah. you know, it starts out as a pre, uh, free platform. And what I've done is I've taken all of my forms and combined them into one and have a disclosure box at the end by, by clicking here and by submitting this form, you agree to all the terms and conditions listed above. Um, it, it doesn't have to be difficult. That's the cool thing about this is, and, and I've got to, I've got to kind of take a step back and say that, yes, we do some of the same things. Uh, we do enough different things that make us unique. Uh, I don't do some of the things that you do, but, but I must say this and thank you, uh, for teaching me some of the things that I do, uh, implement in my practice because I learned a lot from you. Oh, master Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> um, but, uh, that being said, I was kind of like thinking to myself, oh, crap, if I got to automate all this stuff, man, this is I, this is like uncharted waters for me. And I found out that one thing just led to another and it led to another and it worked out well. And, uh, you know, I, I do have to throw out another shout out to uh, Michael Watson, um, who yeah. taught me how to use Zoom. He, I took a Zoom class from him. And it was, you know, about setting up a virtual practice. And, and it just fell into place last year at the Mid-America Conference when I was preparing to move to Vegas. I was talking to Michael and I had just met him for the first time in person there. And he said, well, I, I do this Zoom class and it's, you know, how to start a virtual practice. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And like the <laughs> planets just aligned and, you know, the, 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 the book opened up and the light emanated from it. It's like, oh, and then it worked out great. So and here I am now fully automated. And, and I don't I'm like, I'm amazed that I was able to do that. So just with yeah. three or four different platforms all working synergistically. Well, the beautiful thing is that, you know, 10 years ago, it was the argument of Apple versus Windows. Which one do you use? And here I am uh, recording with you on an Apple laptop. When I get home, I'll do the post-production on a Windows desktop. Mm -hmm. And it really doesn't matter anymore. And there's so many software platforms. And we'll, we'll link to the one you mentioned in the show notes over at WorkSmartHypnosis.com. It's spelled W-U-F-O-O.com. That's Wufu. Wufu. Yeah, that's right. Wufu. Uh, Go to the link of the uh, show notes. And I'm seeing here, I mean, there's plans for as little as like 14 bucks a month. Even there's a free option too. But the beautiful thing is even if it's not this one, uh, I was looking at DocuSign the other day to do something similar and seeing that it did a lot of the same features, which so many of these, here's the you know starter plan for free. Get in, use the one and test it out. If you like it, pay the people. 
if you don't like it, find their competitor and test that one out. That again, that's a beautiful renaissance that all these technologies just work now. Yep, DocuSign and is great just, too. By the way, um, when I bought my house here in Vegas, I I did not physically sign a piece of paper in the entire process until the day that I closed my loan in Las Vegas. <laughs> and so it was all yeah. done on DocuSign. It's like it's like fifty bucks a month or something. I bet you can do some cool, amazing things with it. Um, yeah, and the Wufu plan it starts off as free with five doc. You can have up to five documents. And uh, you know, honestly, uh, again, it's a disclosure form. People don't care what it looks like if they can read it. Right. If they can check the box and click I agree and hit submit, that you know, by this point in the process, they don't care. They just want to see you. So they're willing to do whatever they need to do to make it happen. I think this is another point that I think a lot of our community needs to hear, which there's a benefit that they're, they're coming. And this is a, I'll give the specific reference that I was getting into this conversation actually with my accountant uh, as we're, you know, finalizing taxes and the, the principles of she and I met at a BNI chapter. We both used to be members of, she's now since moved and I'm, you know, no longer in that group, but there was a benefit that because we were the other, you know, because as the hypnotist, I don't have a set model I have to follow. You know, they're not coming in with an expectation of this is exactly how it's supposed to go. So because we are in that little bit of, let's call it a novelty position, which is not something I think a lot of people would be happy to use as the phrasing, but well, we are, uh, we get to do things differently than other people. Mm -hmm. We don't have to do it the exact way that their dentist, their accountant, their psychologist, their fill in the blank, what other service. So tonality and intention pays off a massive dividend here of just going, okay, so great. Here's the next step. I'm going to send you an email, just click the link, follow the instructions. And that's how you confirm things online. Right. Right. Um, and if you, I, I decided last year to no longer play the game of what about four o'clock? What about 10 o'clock with my clients <laughs> on the initial phone call? It just becomes great. Now that you've paid this amount, I'm going to send you a link. You can schedule yourself. All the instructions are in this email. You know, and I, and I can I can testify to that. Um, and th and that's just it. You've got to be sort of hard nosed about that, um, because recently I I referred somebody to you, my cousin, and mm -hmm. um, and I referred him to you for some business coaching. Which you know you ended up referring to somebody else, which I appreciate that because I knew if you didn't want to or didn't have the know-how or whatever to deal with him, you would know who to send him to. But, you know, it was interesting because for a moment in time, for a brief moment in time, I was, and this is going to be a strong word. I don't even want to use this word, but I was kind of offended that, and I'll use air quotes. You can't see that, but I was offended <laughs> that when I said, so here, let me just give you his number. Why don't you give him a call? You said, no, tell him to go to my website and schedule an appointment. And I'm like, son of a, I mean, I thought we were friends, you know, but then, but then I, but, and, and again, I was not offended. So that's just the word I have. Yeah. That's the only word that sort of explains it for our listeners. But, can we get, can we go with myth? Yeah. Not even miffed. I mean, not even, not perplexed. even slighted. I mean, I'm just perplexed, maybe um, <laughs> not a flabbergast. That's too strong. I was I like, like yeah, I was just, I was befuddled, befuddled, befuddled. That's the word. Woo-foo befuddled. And so um, I was befuddled <laughs> by that. And, and then I thought for a second, I went, yep. He's the right guy. And I told my cousin, I said, dude, he is going to make you jump through some hoops. And my cousin said, well, you know what? He should. He got it before he even had to get it. Yeah. And that's the, that's the type of person that he is. He is, he is working his way up to be one of the best CPAs in Texas. And he just moved there a few months himself. So 
which I, yeah, this is not personal information, right. but I'll just give the end of that story, which it came down to a question that, yes, I do quite a bit of business consulting. Yes, of course, for hypnotists and working with several people right now, but then also, you know, sometimes people who have read the book or seen me talk and then they reach out to me. And one of those filters I ask, because I'm not interested in running, I'm not interested in running an agency at this point. It's just not my passion. So one of those factors is, do you want me to show you how you can outsource it and use some really cool tools that are free to do some of the stuff yourself? Or are you looking for someone to just take the reins and do it for you? Mm -hmm. And he was a, he was a take the reins guy. Yeah. And if they do it for you, I go, here's three people, call them all. They're phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So if it's instead the, here's how you outsource, it's where I, I keep getting people who hear me tell love stories of my, uh, my primary web person and graphic person. They go, hey, is she available for something? I go, no. <laughs> and really the reason I say no is that first of all, I keep her uh, way too busy with all my tasks and she's just not available. But second of all, if you're playing the game of even throughout this conversation, oh, I need Jason's outsourcer. Oh, I have to use the exact uh, automation tool that Michael talked about. Uh, that's where you're kind of missing the point because it really comes down to how you do it. The way that you know Michael Watson does the virtual session is different from the way that you talk about the virtual session is different from the way that I talk about the virtual session. Um, are there are there any to kind of bring it back to the original topic though? Are there sort of any lessons learned the hard way? Matt? Yeah, um, when setting up my scheduling software, now that y you you basically expand your client base from Tucson, Metro Tucson area, and some of the surrounding communities to global. So the one th the one lesson I learned the hard way was make sure you have the settings correctly done in your scheduling software so that everybody's in their correct time zone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oopsie. Otherwise, you'll be waking up at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. to uh, to do a, a session, or you'll have to send out an email saying, "I'm sorry, um, I'm I'm sleeping during that time." Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, and actually, for for me, it it worked out that way. I just sent an email and I said, "You know, my software is having a little glitch right now," and somehow. It, it translated the time to 3 a.m. And I know you were kidding. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, you know, it, it all worked out in the end. But, yeah, those are just some of the some of the lessons. And most of them weren't really hard knock lessons. They were just they were just funny ones. Yeah. Well, as benefits of things like that, you only have to make some of those mistakes once or twice to go. Oh, that I, that's how I prevent it. What about on, let's say, the client side of things? How do you met like managing expectations, running the process? Anything that's happened there? You know, not much, again, because it starts with a consultation. You create the expectations for them there and uh, or help them to manage their expectations. And I make no bones about it. I do all my sessions online. It's a video conferencing software. This is what I use. Are you familiar with Skype? It's kind of like that. And and if, if we get past that sentence, then we can start talking and then I'll create the expectation. You know, I, I learned in sales a long time ago, the best way to handle an objection is to do it before it becomes one. And that's just sales 101. So for me, it was simple. I just said, you know, we're gonna meet online and it's just as effective, if not more effective, than coming down to an office where you have to leave the comfort of your own home or your office to come down to an office where you might be seen by other people that you don't wanna be seen by and you're in the privacy of your own home or your office. So what, what a better place than that to make the change you wanna make? because you're comfortable there. Yeah, what you just said, I think, is one of the biggest takeaways that people should take from this, that I meet too many people who are explaining something is not as good when they're trying to offer something. Mm -hmm. 
that, you know, it'd be better if you came to the office and yes, to recognize that there is some level of, let's call it conversational hypnosis, conversational suggestion that's going on here, that here's why this is going to be the great experience for you, because you're not going to be here with all the stress of driving through Northern Virginia traffic. That's one that I'll use if I can't, you know, I still like seeing people in the physical office and in many ways, as much as Virginia hypnosis is still a part of my time and yes, my income, um, a physical office for me is also a video production studio. So that's a, that's a big part of even with the upcoming office move, which as you mentioned, I haven't signed a single sheet of paper. Everything's been online. They're even insisting I can close in the property on my own iPad from home. Wow. Um, yeah, but the bank is going, we want to meet you in person, and which they already have, but they want to be customer service. And I'm eh, sure, whatever. So, but to look at it as to what what is your specific need, but yeah, that that experience of this is why it's going to be great for you. This is the benefit. I have to ask the question that usually pops up. What's your take on the session drops out? Oh, okay. So if we lose connection, um, yeah. well, um, funny little story about that. I was working with a, uh, when I was still working with weight loss clients, weight management clients, uh, I was working with a female trucker, truck driver, semi trucks. Okay. <laughs> and uh, um, she had a driving partner. And whenever uh, we scheduled a session, she just let her partner drive. He put in earbuds, so he was rocking out to his music and couldn't hear what we were doing. She had a little stand for her laptop and had some sort of satellite voodoo connection with a you know aluminum foil hat or something. I don't know how it all worked, but she had, she had in, she had the internet web connectivity. And so I was actually still using Skype at the time. And I told her, I said, well, you know, if for some reason we cut off, um, you know, you'll open your eyes naturally on your own, just a couple minutes, and realize that we lost connection. Uh, stand by with your your cell phone, I'll call you back and then we'll figure out what we need to do to reconnect. And we always, so we always had a, a caveat. We always had an out. And so, uh, and I said, but you know, nothing bad's going to happen. You're not going to die or anything. And so uh, long story short, we're, we're going down the road one day and every now and then I'd see the laptop shake which means they hit a bump in the road or a squirrel or something. <laughs> and uh, so, so, so we lost connection. Which is a great moment in Dan Candell's stage show. That's right. That's right. And actually uh, he yeah. gave me permission to use it on my show, which is why I brought it up. <laughs> so, yeah, hit the squirrel, <laughs> hit the squirrel. And uh, so then, um, so, so we lost connection and I tried to call her back and there was no cell phone service. And, and, and I'm thinking to myself and, and now, you know, 10 minutes go by and, 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 30 minutes, 45, an hour, hour and a half, two hours, two and a half hours, three hours go by. Mm. And I'm thinking, yep, she's dead. And uh, so she died. She died in hypnosis. I can't get her back. And so uh, she called me back and she goes, I bet you thought I died, huh? And I went, yeah, I thought I, I thought you were like the one exception. You didn't come out of hypnosis. You just died. She goes, no, we just totally lost connection. And, and so I'm back at my hotel now. Can we pick up where we left off? Absolutely. Take a nice deep breath. Close your eyes right back to where you were. And so um, it was a funny little story. And, and, and yet, you know, it's not a big deal. If you don't make it a big deal, they don't make it a big deal. Yes. You know, you have kids, you know, when they were little, when they fell, you kind of went, Oh honey. And then they cried more. And now it's like, I mean, how old is Max now? What is he? Uh, he just turned uh, six. six, two days yeah, ago. Yeah, six. I know um, I wished him happy birthday. Yeah. So I couldn't remember if it was six or seven. Um, so yeah, but now, now it's like, if he, if you hear him running and he falls and you hear the, the first whimper or cry, you know, you probably shout out as a dad is, uh, is there a bone sticking out? Are you bleeding? You know, just rub some dirt on it. You'll be fine. Shake it off. You know, if you don't, if you don't make it a big deal, they're not going to make it a big deal. So 
I think we're also in an era where, you know, people are more used to these technologies. And yes, you know, we are talking about the Zoom application, mm -hmm. which uh, I've had less dropped calls with Zoom mm -hmm. than I used to have with Skype. It's just more robust of a platform. But years ago, you know, I would get into this whole ordeal of uh, set your phone to do not disturb. Add me as a favorite contact. If for some reason we get disconnected, I will call you right away. And I listened to myself one time setting this up. And finally, I just said, and if we ever get disconnected, you'll obviously become aware of it. Open your eyes, reestablish the connection. We'll just pick up wherever we left off. Right. Because the first way you actually somewhat i mean i got a little fearful when you started saying that <laughs> what will happen oh no i can't i mean years years ago in one of my original offices i had um it was a space where the bathrooms were down the hall so the bathrooms weren't in my space they were the other end of the building a short walking distance and i'm in the middle of this deeply emotional session and dude just suddenly opens his eyes and goes hey where's the bathroom i need to go yeah I'm like uh, <laughs> it's down the hall Okay, yeah, I'll be right back. Can I just leave my stuff here? He had a backpack. I'm like, um, sure. And I really sat there, just confused, going, what do you do with this? And he came back, and I just said, okay, good, close your eyes and go back to where we were before. And immediately the emotions came back. And it's that realization that it's only as delicate as you allow it to be. If you, right. It's the standard statement that if you, it's not a mistake if you don't say whoops. That's it. That's just it. That's just it. As as both uh, both of us being performers, we know that it's not a mistake unless you tell the audience you made a mistake because um, mm -hmm. they don't know. Um, yeah. And, and again, being professional all the way through helps. Uh, articulating the expectations helps. Um, I would say that's paramount really is, is articulating their expectations or what the expectations are of the session and how things will work and even create an expectation that's, yeah, guess what? We might have, we might suffer poor internet connection at one point. We might even drop the call at one point. And again, I've never had a call drop on zoom ever. Uh, I've had some, you know, robot robot voice kind of creep in where your connection kind of goes unstable for a second or two. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I even created the expectation when I had a brick and mortar office. My office was in an executive suite in this uh, building, and I was literally in the front of the building right by the reception area. And when I first rented the office, they said, well, is that going to be a big deal with the noise and everything? I said, no, my clients won't care. Uh, they're in hypnosis because I, and they go, well, how, I, I thought you had to have total quiet. I'm like, no, I tell them not to care if they hear voices. And I would just tell them if you hear people walking down the hall. Are you meaning to suggest that you can actually make a suggestion to inoculate these issues? <laughs> no, those things don't work. That's silly. Who does that anymore? Um, yeah, sure. You, you just tell them, you know, it's, it's not going to bother you. Um, I learned that in stage hypnosis and I thought, well, it should work in the clinical. So I wanted to bring up uh, two kind of final points to tie it all together. Uh, one is, I think, one of the reasons a lot of people don't do this. The final thing will be kind of a business thing. So there's always the concern about the ab reaction. Hmm. Yeah. And um, I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't inspire an ab reaction in my sessions. Um, I, yes. I don't ever try to do that. However, um, I do have clients that I don't even know if ab reaction might be too strong of a word. They have an emotional reaction. Um, I do my mm -hmm. process, the genie process, which many people have seen at conferences before demonstrated, uh, which does inspire them to get a little emotional, whether it's anger, whether it's sadness, whether it's fear, whatever. Um, 
so, so that part is inspired, but I don't ever try to intentionally inspire a client to have an ab reaction for effect or to make a change. Um, so it's really a non-issue. I think more of the conversation would be that of the spontaneous. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and again, too, I don't really, um, most of the clients that I work with don't really come under that, uh, come under that umbrella of ones that are prone to have an ab reaction uh, or, uh, or you know, anything like that. But, but if it does happen again, um, if you sense that that could be an issue with a client, articulate the expectation at the onset of the session. Um, and if you do that, you know, and if you create a safe place for them to go to, if you feel that the session is going to go in an emotional route or even during the session, why not? Um, add that into the induction. Why not add that into the suggestions when they're already in hypnosis? If you feel uncomfortable, simply float to a place, a place that's safe in your mind, a place that's comfortable, a place that's familiar to you, and and handle the objection before it becomes an objection. Um, exactly. it, it's all about, you know, we're communicators. We're motivators. We're communicators. We're um, coaches. We're teachers. And we are, we have to, and facilitators, so we have to be good at all those different care, uh, areas to make sure that the client understands the expectations of what's going to happen. And, and if I may go off on a rant on this, I think this is one of those topics that, yes, it is a real conversation, but I think there's a lot of scare tactics put into it. I can still count after all these years, um, you know, on one hand, the true spontaneous ab reaction that happened in the office versus the spontaneous ab reaction that happened in a stage environment, mm-hmm. um, which the last one, uh, actually one of the last shows I did, as I'm not doing any shows this year, uh, I did a stage hypnosis uh, retreat and training event last year, June 2018. And like the second to last show, I'm up there smiling a little too big as someone's up there almost freaking out in an ab reaction because I'm going, oh, sweet, I've got 12 students who get to see what this looks like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and to chat with this person afterwards, it was, you know, the classic Jerry kind, the scene fades, you tend to your breathing. And it was resolved before anyone ever knew it was an issue, even the person who was going through it. Um, the quick anecdote here is that there's a local hypnotist who, uh, when he heard me say this, to say, well, it's a real issue. However, it is a little overblown because it's massively rare if you understand, you know, aim for the result, kind of mirroring the work of John Hartland, work on building up ego and strength and confidence, and then go after the issue. Uh, we're working more of a what's great about you rather than what's wrong about you mindset. Mm-hmm. And he raises his hand and he goes, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I get like three or four spontaneous ab reactions a week. And I, I had to go what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Are you, is it like age regression where you're bringing out? He goes, no, I mean, on their own, just out of nowhere, they pop up. And I got permission from him to say, can you record like a day or two of your sessions and, you know, get your clients to agree to it and just share me the audio so I can hear dude, put it in his pre-talk. Now, just so you know, a common risk of hypnosis oh. is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, five-yard um, penalty. He was, yep. Oh, oh. he was telling them that this is something that may happen, and is it any surprise? And as I then said, you know how you're telling them all about it and giving them the warning? Yeah, stop it. Yeah, I um, believe that would be called a suggestion. <laughs> wow. You know, we should look into yeah. that. So yeah. let's, let's bring the conversation to the next phase of it, which is that it's a different clientele. You mentioned people are finding you around the world, but the question is, how are they tracking you down? You know, um, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And, and as you know, there's no 
Fantastic. That's a satisfying That's answer. Jason, let yeah, 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 no, and, and we're out. <laughs> um, back to you, Susie. Uh, so, and, but you, you kind of know there's so much truth in that. Um, a little bit of Facebook, a little bit of Facebook ads, a little bit of um, just, you know, sending out sending out emails to my list, um, a little bit of actually just just pure luck too. I'm still getting a lot of clients from Tucson because I have some killer domain names there, you know, Hypnosis Tucson, Hypnotherapy Tucson, things like that, that people just search for and they find me. And I've made sure to disable, you know, the old websites there and blind transfer them to the new website. And uh, also too, my, my web address is virtualhypnosisonline.com. What are people going to search nice. for? You know, virtual hypnosis yeah. online. Uh, wow. Um, so, yeah. And again, it's it's just it's not super hard to market it. Um, and, and I do. I still do presentations. I still go out and do lecture demos. I still go out and do talks. I, I promote it in my show. I do lead captures during my show and then send out emails to the people whose lead that I've captured and promoting what I do there, too. So and I travel. I still do shows. I do a lot of shows. I'm going to be in 18 states in the next, I don't know, 12 weeks or something. So, oh, yeah. you know, why not spread the word however you can? So in truth and in honesty, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. That's how they find me. Well, I think the core of that is you have to, you know, tell them that it's mm -hmm. there. And for a while, when I was looking after going after more of this type of session, I just put a big old, if you look at the Virginia Hypnosis website right now, there's something that's there that I don't like yet it works so well. So I got over it, uh, which are these real big salesy banner ads, mm -hmm. uh, which right now are pointing to stop smoking and the upcoming training events yet. And, and the phrasing is respectfully smack them in the face right away with the thing that you want to promote the most, the thing you want to do the most. So I had one of those at one point specifically about virtual, I called it remote hypnosis. I like virtual, but you know, so looking at here's just how I tell people that I do that. Um, little bit of this, little bit of that. I get people who discover this podcast and they reach out to me and that's how we work. And just simply, again, even if it is a geographically specific website, mention it. And just that alone is going to start to get some attention. Well, you know, and, and you travel a lot as do I. And, you know, it's interesting because hypnotists in general, we have the world's best profession because when somebody sits next to you on the plane, they go, yeah, business or pleasure. And I said, both. Uh, what do you do? I'm a hypnotist. That's, that's, <laughs> you know, duh, that's all I got to do. And now all I've had to do is just change that answer to I'm a hypnotist. And they say, well, do you, do you work with like smokers and stuff? I said, yeah, I work online exclusively. And they go, you can do that. Hence, the yeah. door is open now, and all I got to do is walk through it. Um, I mean, I just, I was just in uh, Surprise, Arizona two days ago, or yeah, yeah, two days ago doing a show, and I had to change my travel plans from driving to flying last minute because of a road closure. In the airport, I was doing a Facebook Live video talking about the woes of my travel miseries, and uh, <laughs> and there was a lady standing in the queue waiting to board the plane who overheard the Facebook video, and she said, what do you do? And I said, I'm a hypnotist, and she goes, no kidding. She said, are, are you doing a show, and I, are you a clinical stuff? I said, I do both, and so I told her about the clinical, and I said, I'm doing a show, though, tonight in Surprise, Arizona. She goes, where at in Surprise? We're from Surprise. This was in the Vegas airport. She said, I, I yeah. told her the high school name. She said, I'm three miles from there. I said, you have plans tonight? She said, no. I said, looks like you and your husband are coming to the show. And they came to the show. They bought tickets. I sold two tickets to a show in Surprise, Arizona, in a small school, in a retirement community, by just talking to people <laughs> in the airport, in a different state, in a different city. Come on, people. Just tell them what you do. 
You mean you're not referencing that uh, even back when you were on the program the first time about uh, maybe two years ago, that if you're in your office, you're not working? You know, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is what a, what a great reference point. Yeah, that's true. If you're, if you're in your office, you're not working unless of course you have appointments. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or you're doing something to reach that world around. Well, and, and, let, and let's and that. let's further connect this dot here. Um, I just was recently in Disneyland on a family vacation, and I scheduled an appointment with a client, virtually, of course. And I did the session in Disneyland while my daughter <laughs> and wife were on the roller coaster. So even nice. when you're out of the office, or especially when you're out of the office, you are most definitely working. Uh, because now my office is wherever I have an internet connection. Beautiful. And kind of going back to the story of finding these tools that automate our lives and make it easier. Uh, here's the moment where I'm uh, Facebook messaging with somebody who wanted to sign up for every class of mine, purchase all the products and also come in for sessions and going, what kind of rate can you give me that? Can you do it on a three month payment plan? And standing in line at Trader Joe's the day before Thanksgiving, when the lines to the back of the store, closing about an $8,000 sale, which really happened because I said, by the way, if you want the inspiration for your business, I'm in line at Trader Joe's right now. And he goes, send me the link. Though <laughs> <Yep. laughs> so I think the uh, Disney Disneyland uh, roller coaster story is much more inspiring. Well, it was, it was a little challenging because I had to find a quiet spot there. But other than that, yeah, it was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. So I know you've got, uh, for, for more on this, you're actually doing a workshop post-convention at HypnoThoughts about this? That is correct. A one-day post conference workshop on how to set up and run a virtual hypnosis practice. I will be disclosing everything, the software that I use, the different platforms that I use, how I set it up, why I set it up, how I keep it running, um, a little bit of the marketing aspect as well too. Uh, so all, all of that from start to finish, there will be nothing that's not disclosed there. And I will talk about how much it costs me to do this. I will talk about how much I pay to do this monthly. I will tell you just just to just to tease the listeners a little bit. Um, I was paying about five hundred bucks a month for an office in Tucson, and now I pay less than seventy five dollars a month to run a virtual practice. You're you're yeah. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll put uh, links to that over in the show notes over at uh, worksmarthypnosis.com. But in addition to that, Michael, where can people track you down online? People can track me down online at virtualhypnosisonline.com or, I yeah, like what, funny how that works, or uh, the HypnoZone <laughs> if you're interested in the show side of the, what I do, the hypnozone.com. Just like the Twilight awesome. Zone, but the HypnoZone. Before we wrap it up, any final thoughts to share? You know, um, it's an honor and a privilege to be on this podcast with you, Jason. I, I really appreciate what you do for the industry. Um, the the information that you share and the people that you gather to share even more information is is just so valuable to our profession. And I can't thank you enough to do that, uh, for doing that. Um, I, I look forward to hanging out with you at the conferences too, because we get a chance to, to kind of chat and share bad jokes and funny humor and laugh at each other. And, uh, but, uh, really just, you know, for all the listeners out there, uh, just keep doing what you're doing. You have no idea. And, and I know you do, but I say this because you really don't have an idea on how much you're changing people's lives. Um, because you can see the change they make in your office, but then afterwards when they go about their daily life after that, you have no idea the change you're making. You're not just changing people's lives, you're saving people's lives. 
you know, one, one client at a time. So keep doing what you're doing in whatever modality you do it with. Um, as long as it's working, as long as you're seeing positive results, keep doing it. And if you want to expand your, your client base, then go virtual. That's just it. Jason Lynette here once again, and as always, thank you so much for interacting with this program. Head over again to the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com to learn all about uh, Michael's links and his upcoming event. And while you're there too, head over to hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. There is no need to reinvent the wheel if you're trying to get more clients, help more people, and create your own hypnotic financial freedom. This is why I've created what's now more than 120 hours of content in a choose-your-own-adventure library. You don't have to do all of it because you really can't and instead choose those things you want to really excel at jump in right away and now for the first time in quite some time we've got the all access pass check that out hypnoticbusinesssystems.com see you on the inside thanks for listening to the work smart hypnosis podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com 